Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 29th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 cryptocurrency exchanges by 24 hour volume. Starting off with Binance with $1.4 billion. Second place, OKX with $963.3 million. Third place, Huobi Global with $779.9 million. Fourth place, BKEX with $623.5 million. Fifth place, HitBTC with $573.5 million. Sixth place, Bitcoin.com Exchange with $485.8 million. Seventh place, MXC with $392.1 million. 8th place, Uniswap V2 with $351.4 million. 9th place, Who.com, H-O-O.com with $332.4 million. 10th place, BW.com with $231.3 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 cryptocurrency cryptocurrency exchanges by 24 hour volume your overall total mark market cap is at 343.1 billion dollars up by 0.8 percent all right let's get started with your crypto news of the day all right cryptonauts next reminder we are using decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as coingecko.com to get our daily stats don't forget to collect your daily stats. With that said, let's start off. Uh, we got a lot of news, a lot of news. So I'm going to try to keep them real short per, uh, per each news article. So with that said, let's get started with uh, Andrew Hayward wrote, PSG Football Club joins Sorare as blockchain game hits US. Ethereum-driven fantasy soccer game Sorare continues its rapid growth, announcing today that it has signed 2020 champion Champions League's finals finalist Paris Saint Germain FC as the 100th licensed in the game. Current PSG stars such as Neymar and Kylian Mbappe will be tokenized on the blockchain and released in the game as digital cards, which users can purchase, collect, trade, and use to form their fantasy squads to compete against other Sorare players. Additionally, Sorare will tokenize some former PSG players such as David Beckman during his time with the team in 2013. Sorare offers player cards for purchase in various rarities, including limited edition cards, each of which is, is probably scarce via the blockchain. Alright, next news. Written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Hackers drained $15 million from unreleased Yearn Finance project. What? Experimental DeFi platform Yearn Finance cultists were hit with losses this morning after an unidentified hacker exploited a smart contract vulnerability in 
Eminescence, an upcoming gaming project built by Yearn founder Andre Kronji. The exploit allowed them to mint unlimited new tokens and steal over $15 million in the process, and yet, strangely, strangely they would later return half of the stolen crypto. What? That doesn't make any sense! Uh, for this, uh, uh, known for this, I test in prod approach. A a meme reference to testing in productions on the Ethereum mainnet. Instead of the testnet, Crone G tested the project's logo last night over Twitter. What followed later was a hallmark crypto move. The lack of information around the project did not stop speculators from rushing in. They purchased over $15 million worth of Eminescence EMN tokens in under three hours, given its association to Crone G and his reputation as a trusted builder in the crypto space. Alright, next news written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Crypto exchange Bitpanda raises $52 million in Series A. Bitpanda, a Vienna-based crypto investment and trading platform, has raised over $52 million from high-profile investors such as ex-PayPal founder Peter Thiel and others in a recent founding, uh, funding round, according to a release. The investment was led by Thiel's Valder Ventures and included other fintech-centric investment funds like Speedinvest. Bitpanda claims it was Europe's largest crypto-focused Series A in 2020. All right, next news written by Matt Husey. U.S. markets rally over new stimulus plans as Ethereum 2.0 hits milestone. U.S. futures uh, markets went on a rally late yesterday as the government unveiled a new tranche of aid to tackle COVID-19. The S&P 500 saw its biggest one-day gain in two weeks thanks to a part, uh, thanks in part to a 2.2 trillion promise from House Democrats to help protect jobs and businesses. The proposal was uh, is less than the proposal 3.4 trillion dollars plan that was greenlit in May, but. It's substantially more than the Republicans' own proposal, which limits the bailout to between $650 billion to $1 trillion. While this deal hasn't been approved by both sides, markets are optimistic for hedge funds. However, it's a different story. Dozens of funds have been betting against the dollar at levels not seen in more than three years. Speculators have reckoned America's poor handling of COVID-19 on top of what is expected to be a contentious election year would see the dollar's domination of global currency markets decline, but the dollar has remained strong, meaning speculators are due a, due a winter of pain as the greenback continues to defy, expect, defy expectations. Alright, next news written by Rene, was it Ren? Rene, 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 Rene Millman. How to buy Bitcoin with PayPal 2020 update. Bitcoin has been around for over a decade. In that time, a plethora of ways to buy Bitcoin have cropped up. One relatively uncommon method is to use the online payment system PayPal. Although merchants on the platform have been able to accept Bitcoin as far back as 2015, buying Bitcoin using PayPal is a different matter altogether relatively for few sites supported as a payment method. The main reason is that PayPal, like other, crypto, like other credit companies, let buyers request a chargeback in the event of a, fr a fraudulent transaction. That opens up the possibility of a buyer falsely dis disputing a transaction, getting their money back, and still receiving the Bitcoin they bought. Credit companies like PayPal typically side with buyers in resolving a dispute, and because Bitcoin is pseudonymous, PayPal has no way to verify that the dispute is fraudulent. Bitcoin transactions are also irreversible, meaning that the event of, of a fraudulent dispute, the seller will likely be left out of pocket while the buyer 
buyer pockets both Bitcoin and the chargeback. That explains why PayPal won't let you buy Bitcoin directly, but there are some workarounds available for Bitcoin buyers who want to who want to use PayPal. Okay, first up, you'll need a PayPal account. You'll also need to set up a wallet to receive your Bitcoins. There, uh, these are software. Okay, blah blah blah. Okay, so Tommy, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. While some crypto exchanges such as Coinbase that you link a PayPal account, in most cases it's limited to withdrawals, not purchases. However, there are some exceptions. eToro allows payments for Bitcoin using PayPal and allows cryptocurrency to be transferred to an eToro wallet. Buying Bitcoin on eToro using PayPal is simply a matter of logging into your account, checking on deposit funds, selecting PayPal as your preferred payment method, and choosing an amount. Once the funds have been deposited, you're free to buy Bitcoin. Okay. Xcoins is another exchange site. Okay, It uses PayPal to allow people to exchange money for a secured loan of Bitcoins. Any registered users may borrow or lend Bitcoin. Xcoins.io matches a borrowing request with a lender. A borrower then pays the sum of sum plus interest using PayPal. Okay, what else? Uh, both local Bitcoins.com and Paxful are peer-to-peer marketplaces that match buyers with sellers directly. These exchanges allow sellers to set their own uh, their own exchange rates and payment methods. Not all sellers accept PayPal, but you can filter search of online sellers by payment methods. Okay. All right. Next news. Written by Scott Cipollina, Bitcoin stays above $10,000 for the longest time in history. Bitcoin has now cemented its longest period of consecutive days with a value above $10,000 after it ended yesterday at $10,721. Its current price is $10,760 as it looks to continue this run. Bitcoin's last stretch above $10,000 mark was for 62 days at the end of 2017. Two years later, it tried to match this but only managed 28 days. But now, Bitcoin has gone on for a run of 63 days, a record that Jason Dean, Bitcoin analyst at Quantum Economics, at uh, attributes to the microstrategy effect. Price uh, price had just passed the $10,000 mark when their first acquisition announcement came on August 11th, and the impact of this bold, groundbreaking move by Michael Saylor was to drive substantial confidence and credibility in the asset, Dean told Decrypt. Today's record-setting run. The cryptocurrency has now opened and closed the day at the price above $10,000 for the for a milestone 63 days between July 28, 2020 and today. While the cryptocurrency may have briefly dipped under $10,000 in this period, it never started or ended a day below $10,000. <clears> Alright, next news. Next news was is written by Jeff Benson. Gemini moves to embrace Zcash's full privacy potential. Twins, Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss are very public figures, but the cryptocurrency, a cryptocurrency exchange they founded will soon allow users to keep their things a bit more private. Gemini Today announced that it will allow shielded Zcash withdrawals on, ex- on its exchange. Through Zcash, uh, though Zcash is known as a privacy coin, it really is a Bitcoin fork with op- optional privacy functions. Users can set up private addresses or transparent addresses for any transactions between two transparent addresses. Users can see the address and the exact amount sent and received. Just like Bitcoin, private to private transactions by contrast appears to be on the blockchain but without the address or transaction amount which are encrypted. But what happens when private transactions addresses interact? When a private ad- when a private shielded address receives funds from a transparent address, the amount sent to the originated address still pl- appears on the bl- public blockchain. But then the data entered something of a black hole. Other people can't see how much money is in the shielded address or indeed the account itself. Gemini uses transparent T addresses to store its client's ZEC, 
with this new feature, users can move those funds into a shielded Z address. There you go, folks. Or there you go, Cryptonauts. If you want to have your um, your cryptos very private, buy yourself some ZEC, some Zcash, and uh, use Gemini. Next news written by Robert Stevens. You can now use crypto to buy equity in Tesla, Apple, and Google. To hold a share in Tesla is to tie your wealth to the whims of, of its CEO, Elon Musk. At any moment, Musk may decide that the stock price is too high, IMO, and it will obe- obediently tank. And then the following day, it'll shoot straight back up. For those with weaker stomachs, the new crypto exchange from the International Blockchain Monitor Reserve may prove appealing. MESE.io launched today. Let's you hold microequity in a company that listed on stock markets or one one ten thousandth of a share. So instead of exposing yourself to the full force of, say, Musk's mind, MESE.io lets you face one angsty Musk neuron at a time. The core idea to hold small percentage of, sh- of a share rather than one whole Tesla share today priced at $421 exists on regular non-crypto platforms such as popular stock trading app Robinhood. MESE.io, however, is powered by crypto housed on the Algorand blockchain and powered by Chainup's digital cloud exchange tech. To hold one crypto-based microequity token is to hold a cryptocurrency that represents one ten-thousandth of a share in real stock. Available at launch are seven, are, are seven global tech stocks, Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, Twitter, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. There you go. Check it out. Yeah, that's what you're into. Personally... I say stack sats. Uh, next news written by Liam Frost. Chinese police claim OTC crypto trader laundered $73,500. Chinese police are investigating an over-the-counter cryptocurrency trader for facilitating a deal that involved $73,500 of illicit, illicitly gained funds. Industry news outlet 8BTC reported today. According to the publication, the dealer helped undisclosed uh, fraudsters to trade 500,000 Chinese yuan for USDT stablecoins. The funds, which are reportedly part of an investment scam, were first deposited on crypto exchange OKX. The exchange authorities are and the traders himself are continuing to cooperate in the investigations. The outlet added. added. Okay, next news written by. Uh, we're we're not even halfway, so we got a lot of news to go. Next news written by Forecast News Staff. Coda Protocol changes names over R3 trademark dispute. Mina is still the world's most lightweight blockchain coming in at 22 kilobytes thanks to its clever application of ZK Snarks. But just don't call it Coda Protocol anymore. Effectively today, the protocol formerly known as Coda has now a new name even though the underlying technology stack is all the same. Late last year, Wall Street backed R3 sued Zero One Labs operating co-op uh, lab operating cooperation the parent company of the entirely formerly known as coda despite coda and corda having different applications and end users r3 claimed that the name was confusingly similar to its corda trademark mm, really defendants use promotions marketing and distribution of their coda protocol is therefore unlawful and is causing a irreparable harm to R3. According to R3's 2019 lawsuit, which also pointed out that they had registered the trademark in 2016, the quarter mark quickly came to signify the the quality and reputation of R3 in the blockchain space. Quarter said that it came to its names as a poor, poor, 
mentu of the mathematical term chord, a straight line that connects two points of a circle. The word accord and its close uh, synonym concord, as well as the musical term chord, a harmonious collection of musical notes. All right, next news. Written by Liam Frost. Qcoin hackers moved $4.5 million of stolen XRP. Oh man, they're still going. The hacker responsible for the recent attack on crypto exchange Qcoin moved $4.5 million of stolen XRP tokens in one transaction today. According to WellAlert, a Twitter bot that tracks notable crypto, trans- uh, crypto transfers. A total of 18.49 million XRP currently worth $4.5 million has been transferred today in one fell swoop. After arriving... At their destination, the token were broken up into two parts, 1.35 million uh, XRP and 7.14 million XRP, respectively, and sent onto two different crypto wallets. Prior to this large transfer, the hacker also facilitated a series of relatively small transactions in various cryptocurrencies. In the past six hours alone, another 12 transfers from the Qcoin Hacks 2020 address have been made, ranging from $11,000 to $1.5 million of stolen assets. Combine the XRP transactions, the hacker has moved a total of $9.96 million in crypto today. As Decrypt reported, the cryptocurrency exchange Qcoin was hacked on September 25th at the time the platform stated that the Bitcoin, ERC20, and other tokens in Qcoin's hot wallets are transferred out of the exchange worth around $200 million in total. Alright, after the hack, various blockchain projects quickly reacted and froze two-thirds of the stolen assets, or at least said they would, but many funds are still slipping through the cracks. Eh. Well, there you go. <laughs> Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Former Block.1 ex- uh, executives launched tech to make Ethereum more secure. A team of former executives from crypto startup Block.1, the company that famously raised a purported $4 billion in an ICO to launch Ethereum competitor EOS, today launched a new decentralized finance protocol that wants to change the way blockchain networks reward the people who secure them. And with the focus on DeFi, the newly released Strong Block protocol will set its sights on improving Ethereum, not EOS. Blockchains in gen- general handsomely reward miners who, ba- who validate transactions on the blockchain with one blockchain's native token. But blockchains typically do not compensate nodes. They only receive, store, and broadcast blockchain data. This is because all miners and our nodes anyways, so there's little point. The former Block.1 executives behind Strongback, initially founded in 2018, think that there's a problem with this. Low-quality blockchain nodes are unreliable since they provide erratic market data and often run older versions of software. If, if the nodes don't have a full up-to-date copy of the ledger, the data can be out of date, out of sync, or delayed, David Ma, CEO and co-founder of Strongback, uh, told Decrypt. Strongback thinks that it's worth in compensating all node operators, whether they're mined or not. With strong with strong block, blockchain users can reward node operators, and node operators can earn rewards by staking tokens in Strongback. Cool. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Tronlink wallet suffers from poor encryptions, says researcher. Jean-Philippe Almasson, CSO and the co-founder of Taurus, a Swiss fintech company specializing in secure digital infrastructure for cryptocurrencies and digital assets, discovered a potential vulnerability in popular Tron wallet Tronlink yesterday. 
blockchain platform Tron has previously been accused of not taking security seriously in early 2018. There were claims that Tron allegedly plagiarized its white its white paper. This time, the alleged vulnerability sits in the underlying code for its endorsed Tron Link wallet, and according to Amazon, it has gone undetected. These are basic shortcomings in crypto that any com competent auditor would have spotted, Amazon told Decrypt. A mnemonic is a list of 12 words that can be used to turn it into a private key which controls access to some cryptocurrencies. Amazon claims that Tron Link's mnemonic are poorly encrypted. Looks like the official Tron wallet uses AES-ECB to encrypt the 12-word mnemonic, Amazon tweeted. AES-ECB refers to the code used to encrypt the 12-word mnemonic. The reason this is a poor choice, according to Amazon, is that ECB mode fails to, pr to protect encrypted data successfully. The ECB mode treats each data block independently, where there should be some correlation between the block blocks in order to guarantee the higher form of security, Amazon said. All right, next news. <clears throat> Written by Robert Stevens. Cadena takes on Ethereum's Uniswap with its own high-speed DEX. Cadena, the blockchain project fresh from JP Morgan's blockchain department, today announced a new decentralized exchange, Cadena Swap, which will go live before the end of the year. A decentralized exchange is a non-custodial cryptocurrency exchange. Think Coinbase only peer-to-peer and without all those pesky KYC rules. The pitch for KadanaSwap is twofold. First, KadanaSwap sits on Kadana's blockchain, which the team claims is capable of 480,000 transactions per second and is cheaper to use. Ethereum, by comparison, supports about 13 transactions per second in its current iteration. At the start of the month, the average Ethereum transaction cost about $15. Second, KadanaSwap supports multiple protocols. This means that its users that it uses a smart contract language called PACT to support coins from lots of different blockchain protocols including Bitcoin, Polkadot, Cosmos, and Ethereum. The most popular decentralized exchange, Uniswap, only supports tokens built on the Ethereum token standard. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Kadanaswap, check them out. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Bitcoin exchange was a front for Romanian mob, feds say. Oh, let's take a let's take a little water break here real quick. Hold on a second. A Bulgarian national has been convicted of laundering nearly five million dollars worth of Bitcoin through his cryptocurrency exchange, which served as a front for a Romanian criminal syndicate that defrauded Americans via online auctions. The United States Department of Justice announced the news this week. With the 53-year-old Rosen Isofov of Kentucky, formerly a of Bulgaria, convicted of one count of conspiracy to commit racketeering and another count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. The trial lasted two weeks with sentencing scheduled for January 2021. According to the department, Isofov and his co-conspirator took part in large-scale online auctions, frauds, conspiracy that took in more than 900 American victims. Romanian members of the, of the group posted advertisements on sites such as eBay and Craigslist for high-value items, such as vehicles, that did not exist, took, took in money, and even set up fake call centers and tried to uh, assage worry, worried and confused victims. Uh -huh. 
The group also stole, uh, stole the identities of American citizens as part of the conspiracy and created invoices for reputable-looking companies to try to convince the victims to send payments. At times, the group also crafted persuasive narratives, according to the department, such as pretending to be military members who needed to sell an item before being deployed. Wow, they had that all planned out, huh? Next news written by The Defiant. Eminescence Finance Exploit Leads to Dejan Soul Surging. The latest test and prod experiment from Yearn founder Andre Krondry has many de- Dejan traders questioning their YOLO nature following a flash loan attack of contracts that hadn't been officially released to the public yesterday afternoon. Eminence Finance, an NFT gaming ecosystem that was still in development, was exploited by a hacker who stole $50 million after trading Rush to Farm EMN, a token meant to act as a reward stablecoin with zero inherent value. It's a flat cryptocurrency, not a token, Kronji uh, commented in a private group, meant for non-speculative in-game purchases only. No announcements. There was no official announcements on the launch of, uh, or public web- website. All it took was an eminence.finance Twitter account, cryptic tweet, and Kronji's retreats for traders to find contracts and flood into the mysterious protocol hoping to get in on the next Wi-Fi. The contracts were about three weeks from completions by Kronji's account and hadn't been properly tested and secured. This gave one savvy hacker the opportunity to use a flash loan to drain the pool of all its funds in less than three hours after the project went viral on crypto Twitter. Oh, man. Oh. Let me see. I kind of want to read the rest of this. There's a lot to read here, but we don't really have much time. Uh, let's see. Well, hold on. Let's read a little bit more. Um, APN one confirmed as being de- being deployed from the primary urine address. And many were quick to start interacting with the contract depositing died uh, to mint EMN directly through the contract prior to the front end being available. It's important to highlight this was just unaudited code, like the case of of sushi or yam. There was no information or even a front end. Nobody knew exactly what the project was. All there was w- were a few speculative tweets. Okay, the hack as Digins begin to flock into uh, factions of their choosing. A hacker was able to use a flash loan to mine EMN on a tight bonding curve to increase the price. For every EMN minted, the price would increase in- incrementally along the curve. As the price increased, the hacker burned EMN for any of the wrapped e-tokens, Eminence's native version of the popular DeFi tokens like Aave, to cause a large supply drop and increase the token price dramatically. Wow. 15 million die. In total, nearly 15 million of die was siphoned in the process, leaving virtually all participants with nothing but a lesson in diligence to show. And luckily for those affected, the hackers has graciously returned $8 million of the lost funds. Good for the forthcoming 50%. That, 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 that blows my mind. That, that really blows my mind. Like, you, you're, you successfully hacked. 15 million dollars ah let me just uh, i'm gonna just put back 8 million just because no that's that's insane it's it's interesting how how these crypto hackers do this every single time i i don't get it i don't get it please somebody explain to me head on over to discord and, and please give me an answer why do hackers return funds i don't get it i don't get it risk of on an audited code Kronji has signaled that the experiment is beyond recovery despite a fascinating uh, premise Andre's diehard following has taken testing and prod over the edge showing that all 
that not all unaudited contracts are exploit-free. While this is certainly not the last experiment from Kroji, let's let Eminence uh, show that until there is an official medium post about the project that DeFi Rockstar is affiliated with, these contracts are not meant to be toyed with. Yes, let them finish building the code, making sure that it's all secure. Jeez. All right, next news written by Alexander Behrens. Paxful users convert $1.5 million in Bitcoin to Tether in weeks. Paxful, a peer-to-peer marketplace that that got its start as a Bitcoin trading platform, has seen enthusiastic uptake in dollar-paying stablecoin activities following the the addition of support for Tether on the platform. Paxful users had converted nearly $1.5 million in Bitcoin to Tether since the dollar-paying stablecoin launched on the platform September 9th, according to data Paxful shared with Decrypt. US-based Paxful launched in 2015 and has since become a popular peer-to-peer Bitcoin swap platform in developing parts of the world, allowing users to buy or sell Bitcoin from other individuals they connect with through the service. More than $1 billion worth of Bitcoin were traded in the first six months of 2020, and Paxful has facilitated the exchange of more than $4.5 billion since launch. Okay, next news. Written by Tim Copeland. Coinbase offers staking rewards for Cosmos. Coinbase has today added support for staking rewards as uh, of the Cosmos cryptocurrency, according to a release today. Cosmos is an ecosystem of proof-of-stake blockchains. Its goal is to create an internet of blockchains. By using multiple blockchains, it hopes to provide a more scalable alternative to current popular blockchain platforms such as Ethereum, which often struggles to support high numbers of transactions. It's very simple for Coinbase customers to earn these rewards. All they have to do is hold Cosmos tokens in their account and they will automatically receive these rewards at a rate of 5% APY. Not bad, not bad, 5%. It's pretty good. Coinbase has previously added support for rival proof-of-stake blockchain platform Tezos, but may... uh, but... Uh, by May, the exchange has given out more than $2 million of rewards in its native currency, Tezis, uh, and like uh, likely more since. Proof-of-stake blockchains allows coin, coin owners to stake their funds in order to participate in running the network. In return, they receive coins, but if they behave maliciously, they could lose their coins. The concept is designed to encourage a decentralized network of support. Uh, although having centralized exchanges act as a third party on everyone's behalf undermines this to some degree. All right, next news. <clears throat> Written by Jose Antonio Lance. DeFi tokens sink as Bitcoin price holds steady. It's been a rough day for one DeFi tokens. The cryptocurrency associ- associated with decentralized finance protocol, which have uh, been all the rage in crypto in 2020. After a promising recovery in line with Bitcoin's performance last week, DeFi tokens haven't been able to keep up. And most are down in a big way today. Bitcoin, meanwhile, is holding steady at around $10,700 per coin in another hum-ho day for hodlers. The top 100 most capitalized coins in DeFi are ranked by metrics sites CoinGecko are almost all in the red today. And some of the biggest coins such as Yearn.Finance, Chainlink, and UMA are the worst performing assets of the day. Wi-Fi lost 20%, Link fell 10%, and UMA dropped by nearly 10%. Zooming out, the day's worst performing DeFi tokens, Haka, is down by more than 30%. 
It's the kind of drop that would give any Wall Street investors a heart attack, but isn't out of the ordinary in the volatility world of crypto, and especially the still very young niche of DeFi and yield farming. All right, next news written by Jeff Benson. U.S. lawmakers just passed a crypto bill. Here's what's in it. The Digital Taxonomy Act and Blockchain Innovation Act, both introduced by Representative Darren Soto, have been approved by voice vote in the House of Representatives. The acts were rolled up into the Consumer Safety Technology Act, H.R. 8128, a bill uh, directing the Consumer Product Safety Commission to explore applications for AI. Earlier this month, if passed, the bill would take steps towards protecting the public against scammy products while using blockchain to fight fraud. The Digital Taxonomy Act directs the Federal Trade Commission, a consumer protection agency, to trade up staff and allocate resources to identify and guard against deceptive acts or practices involving digital tokens. You know, I don't know. I, should I give my two situations on that? Uh, if you want to know my two situations on that, then head over to Discord and uh, let me know if you want me to respond on that. But there's there's a lot on that. There's, there really is. Uh, the Blockchain Innovation Act, also rolled into HR 8128, has similar consumer protections approach. It requires the Secretary of Commerce to consult with the FTC and other agencies to produce a report on the benefits of using blockchain technologies to combat fraud. It asks the Secretary, secretary to determine best practices in facilitating public-private partnerships in blockchain technologies and ways in which greater regulatory clarity would encourage domestic innovations. Okay. Both these bills would have major regulatory implications, but the congressman indicated uh, he's fine with small steps. The study mandated by the Blockchain Innovation Act is a starting point meant to give government agencies a chance to make recommendations before any bill pass with a regulatory effect, he said. Uh, The recommendations will perform an educational function to members of Congress and will pave the way for more actionable blockchain-focused legislation. H.R. 8128 will now make its way to the Senate. (sighs) Okay, good luck. Uh, Next news written by Matthew DeSalvo. Institutional investors want to huddle Bitcoin. Report. Institutional investors are moving towards holding Bitcoin in physical form instead of cash-settled futures, a report from cryptocurrency derivatives exchange ZUBR says. Such investors are also un- un- uh, undeterred by the volatility of the biggest cryptocurrency bar market cap and are thinking about holding onto the asset in the long term, the report adds. The report institutional investors turn hodlers on Bitcoin futures markets published last week, concluded that the institutional investors, those that invest money on behalf of others, such as hedge funds, are relying on regulated exchange to get involved in Bitcoin derivatives. Derivatives are tradable securities on contracts that derive from their value from an underlying asset. They have frequently been used by institutional investors, and the existence of Bitcoin derivatives might help draw more from these investors to the cryptocurrency space. In the world of Bitcoin derivatives, physical form means that Bitcoin itself will be delivered to the investor rather than a cash settlement in fiat like dollars and euros. Okay, I, that's I, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for an answer like how how are they gonna get that? How are they gonna get physical Bitcoin? But okay, I got it. <clears throat> Next news written by Jeff Benson. 
Failure to launch. Devs need another trial run for Ethereum 2.0. Ah, man. Spadina, the internationally short-lived Ethereum testnet and dress rehearsal for ETH2 Genesis, ran into some problems when it launched today. As a result, Ethereum 2.0, the forthcoming proof-of-stake network, will need at least one more dress rehearsal, said Danny Ryan, the developer spearheading the testnet efforts. Spadina, 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 is a short-term testnet specifically for trialing Genesis or the creation of the first block. The Ethereum 2.0, the second largest blockchain network, is moving from proof-of-work consensus to proof-of-stake, and along with it, theoretically, to a less co uh, congested blockchain with lower gas fees. Spadina is a separate is separate from the ongoing Mandala testnet in general sandbox meant to represent an up and running version of the proof of stake network by contrast spadina replicates the beginning of the new network testing out its creation is important because bef before the proof of stake chain can get up and running at least 16384 validator nodes must be running the network and have co collectively deposited over half a million eth okay so what happened let's see the first area low participation Coupled with confusion and invalid deposits, as Prism Labs noted, the result was bad look. Uh, was a bad look for this Genesis rehearsal. Okay, let's see. Small errors in the client rehearsal process greatly exa exacerbated this problem, resulting in one-third participation in the first few uh, epochs. Okay, so the blockchain didn't start correctly. Okay. What else? After that, everybody needs to head back and try again. Thus, Ryan and other others in charge in ETH 2.0 testnet have scheduled another dress rehearsal known as uh, Zinken late next week. Okay. Uh, for those to be successful, Ryan said uh, testnet participants need to up their game. As this is the as this is a dress rehearsal, we ask you to take uh, Genesis seriously. Only make deposits for vowels you intend to run. And if at all possible, be attentive in the 24 hours leading to Genesis, upgrading your nodes if necessary. Or, if Ethereum devs are convinced the actual production is going to be a hit, they can always just stage another dress rehearsal. Well, I wish them all the best. I, I, I clearly understand that this is a very uh, serious thing and, and they're doing their best to make sure that there's no... Um, flaws or issues within the code I, it's gonna take a long time it's gonna take a couple more years to truly get ETH 2.0 out these are just small little increments that are going on to make this truly happen uh, but for the time being we'll we'll see if other uh, blockchain out there will be able to fill in the void um, and that's all the news of the day finally it was a lot there was a it, it could have been a whole lot longer I, I probably could have done this for like another hour straight talking about all this news there was so much. There was so much. I couldn't believe it. This is probably the day uh, with, that I've read the most the most news, so I kept them very short and simple just because I didn't want to read all that. But if you want, you can always head on back to um, to this particular day. What was it? Uh, September 29th and read all the news you, in detail. There's a lot of stuff in there that I didn't read, and there's a lot of good information there if you want to read some more. So with that said, Cryptonauts, um, head on over to Discord to chat with us, uh, other cryptonauts out there. Um, if you want to be on my, my Discord, or on my, not, not on my Discord, if you want to be on my podcast, you can uh, reach out to me there as well. Uh, a few uh, referral links. I highly, highly recommend uh, CSS Network. They just continue to improve their, uh, their their platform. Check them out. If you haven't checked them out, just just you don't have to deposit anything. Just go in there and check it out. 
check it out. Use my referral link. <laughs> all right, Cryptonauts, with that said, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.